everybody and welcome to today's episode of FitChicks Chat. My name is Laura Jackson. And on today's episode, we are talking about some things that have to do with weight loss that have nothing to do with food. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people don't think that it has anything to do with weight loss, but it does, which is why we're talking about it, because it's something that a lot of people don't even realize. Well, and is, I think that it impacts them so much. Yeah. And when it comes to weight loss, we tend to, to focus so much around what we're eating and what we Exercise. should be eating and should not be eating and all that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's such a huge other component that goes into supporting the body and weight loss that could be like, you could not be doing these three S's and doing, following your eating plan to a T and then you're not getting results and you're wondering why. Mm-hmm. So this is also why too, obviously, as you know, in our certifications, when we talk about holistic weight loss, we really focus on these things as well and create strategies and tools and habits around them to really help be able to actually do them. Cause I find a lot of times when it comes to things to do with weight loss, like we hear concepts or things to do with our health, but we just don't know how to do them. Right. Like we hear these things and we're like, okay, that's, that doesn't really affect me. But then when we actually start learning how to do them, we see the results of them. And we're like, wow, that actually was really affecting me in a negative way. Mm-hmm. True. Like you don't know what you don't know. Right. And it's like, sometimes we just, we think that we, we're like, oh yeah, no, my sleep is fine or my this is fine or my diet's fine or whatever. And then all of a sudden, it, when you have this eye-opening experience, when you just tweak something small and you see such a big difference, you're like, oh wait, I had no idea. Like, I know even for me in my own personal life, I've had those experiences myself. And I know you too, Laura, have had those experiences with your own body and your own health, like where just making some small changes has really made a massive difference. Oh, and these, like these three S's are like, game changing. Mm -hmm. So let's get into them. Yes. So I like to think of this when I talk to our students about this too, I like to think of this as like a triangle, right? Like there's these three S's are almost like each one sits on a point of a triangle because they all essentially feed into each other and contribute to each other and help each other. So the first one is sleep. Mm -hmm. Now I love sleep more than like almost anything. (laughs) Like I absolutely love sleeping. So when people really struggle with sleeping for a long time, like with my clients and stuff, I was always like, I don't understand. Like, what do you mean? Cause I literally can go into hibernation mode. Yeah. Well, see, it's interesting. Cause I used to be that way. Like I used to sleep like 10, 12 hour nights, like, and like solid. And I find now I, and I think it's just because my days, I, I don't have a ton of free time. And so I use the nighttime as my free time. So mm-hmm. I sleep less in order to give myself free time. And so I only sleep like six hours, usually a night. And I don't, yeah, which but is the thing is, is I don't love that either though. Like, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, it's this total, like, um, and some people listening might totally relate to this. It's like, I feel like I'm in this tug of war with myself. Cause I'm like, I love sleep. I know how good it makes me feel. Actually, last night I got like nine and a half hours of sleep and I feel great. But I, then at the same time though, I'm like, but I want that free time, right? Like, and so it's like this tug of, like literally like a tug of war. It's like, do I sleep or do I stay up and just chill out by myself for an hour or do I get more sleep? Like, and it's, it's a real struggle for me. Like, it's actually like an emotional and mental struggle for me, like almost on a daily basis. 
Oh, I know. And I'm, even though I do love sleeping, I'm like a sleep resistor. Like I literally will be like in bed and I'm like, oh, I really just want to like, you know, read one more chapter of my book, or I really want to just, you know, watch the show or, you know, read this recipe or whatever. It's like suddenly right before I'm supposed to go to bed, I feel this insane need to do like 50 things. Yeah. <laughs> which is where a lot of people are into, which is why this is good that we're talking about this. Because when it comes to weight loss, sleep is like literally one of the most important habits that you can implement and help your clients implement into their lives. Because what ends up happening is when we sleep, it's actually when our body completely rebalances itself, mm-hmm. right? So when we're looking at like our metabolism, our mindset, our emotional health, everything gets cleared like during the night as we're sleeping or resets. Like, I just like to almost think of it as if it's just like, oh, anything that's going on in my day, that's like negative. It's like my body will fix itself overnight. And that's not exactly what happens, but that's how I kind of look at it. And what's interesting, it's like a clean slate when you wake up. Yeah. It's where it does. It's where your body does its most repairing. It's where we can process emotions and we rebalance and we clear excess hormones. And, you know, even for me, like the last little while I've been going through periods again, where, um, I'm having like insane night sweats Mm -hmm. and they come and go and I'm, I'm getting my hormones checked again, but a lot of times, well, it's said that between two and four is when your adrenals, which are your stress glands, that's when they clear. And at different times during the night is when different organs kind of, you know, do their, their cleansing and their, um, their clearing. And honestly, between two and four, I wake up soaking wet and sweat. So I'm like, okay, is there something I'm not processing emotionally that I'm holding on to stress-wise? Is it something to do with the fact that I do have some excess cortisol right now? Like what is going on there? But it's just really interesting. So it's kind of like that time that your body rebalances, but what really happens too, when it comes to weight loss as well, is that if we don't get enough sleep, it increases our hormones, um, our uh, ghrelin, which is the hormone, our hunger hormone that makes us feel hungry. Right. Mm -hmm. I call it the gremlin. It's like, it's like feed me. Like, you know, when your tummy's grumbling, you're like, you're so ravenous that's ghrelin. Okay. So when we don't get enough sleep, that is increased. And then leptin, which makes us feel full gets decreased. So you're kind of already setting out your day in this with your body working against you. Cause you're going to feel starving. And I don't know about you, Amanda, but like every time I don't sleep, especially for like a couple nights in a row, I'm starving. Not only am I starving, but I also find because my body needs energy to get through my day because it's like, I'm so tired. I'm so tired that all I want is like quick fix foods. Like like high carb foods. I crave those Mm -hmm. so strongly, lots of sugars, lots of carbs, lots of things that are going to just give me a boost of energy, like the sugar high or whatever, because I'm exhausted, but yes, 100%, I eat way more and I don't eat usually the way I normally would, but those are the things that I notice 100% when I'm tired. It's, it's, it's like, there's no way around it really. Like, it's just like, you just kind of, and I find like, for me personally, I, um, I give into it like really easily. Like, I'm just like, Oh, I'm so tired. I'm just going to eat pizza, whatever. Well, because everything right. is like, everything is off balance when you're, when you're sleep deprived, everything is also dysregulated. So, you know, your blood sugar, it's, it's been shown like poor sleep, um, is contributed to elevated blood sugar. It's also contributed to leading to insulin resistance, which is 
key when it comes to weight loss. We've got to make sure our insulin is, um, and our blood sugar is balanced. Mm -hmm. So it's like all of those things are out of whack, which then, like you said, leads to these cravings for more carbs, which then makes it continues that cycle. Right. Mm -hmm. And the thing when we're sleep deprived too, is that we, we, when we're at a sleep deficit, like, so the average adult should have between like seven to nine hours minimum a day. And you kind of know, right. Like, or with your clients, like if you ask them, like, where's your kind of sweet spot where you'd wake up feeling refreshed and you're not overtired, Mm -hmm. but a lot they've, there's different studies about like the sleep deficits that happen when you're like, when you're operating below that. And sometimes some there's a school of thought that you can make up for it. So let's say if you had like two nights of really low sleep, and then you had a big, massive sleep, you could help, you know, catch up. But then there's another school of thought that actually you can never really fully make that back up. So no matter what, you're always kind of operating at like a sub zero level. I read a study that said, and I don't remember the study, but it said that something similar, but it said that for every hour of sleep that you lose, even so say, for example, you sleep four hours one night, then the next night you're like, I'm going to sleep 10 hours. And you think that like by adding that extra time, but they say that it only actually recovers up to an hour of like the deficit. So, and it's crazy to consistently get big sleeps in order to make up for like, say a four hour deficit, you'd have to have four nights of like oversleeping in order to be able to recover for that four hours missing. So can you imagine like, if you did this on a regular basis, like for me, consistently getting like five, six hours of sleep, like for me to be able to manage that, even though I got nine and a half hours last night, it basically that study, if I went by that study is saying I only recovered one hour from my months of like five hours. So I'm like, yeah, it's going to take me like 10 years, basically is what I'm saying. (laughs) But I know that like, just talking about it in concepts can seem really like, oh yeah, I know I need more sleep, but honestly, it is so key to not just getting your body into balance, but supporting your body and weight loss. So if you or your clients are really struggling to lose weight and their nutrition is in check and you know, a lot of their mindset work is in check, but they're not sleeping. This is the area you need to focus on. So we actually have an entire section in our holistic nutrition, weight loss coach certification, where we talk about coaching tools to really help your clients create good sleep, because that's how important it is. So a couple of them are easy ways. And again, we dive into this a lot more in the certification, but the first is to set a sleep routine like you would for a baby. So now I'm very into this right now because I still have miles. My son is now 14 months old, but we've had a sleep routine for him from the beginning. And I personally think it is like the game changer for us because it's always been the same and he goes to bed so easily. It's like amazing, but obviously every baby's different. Um, but for adults too, it's like setting that sleep routine. So going to bed at the same time every night, this is another thing that's really crazy. Cause a lot of times we'll have one routine during the week and then the weekend comes and we're staying up later or we're sleeping in later. And what happens is our hormones are programmed. A lot of them are programmed to the times that we eat or sleep, um, or fast and things like that. So for example, again, ghrelin, our hunger hormone, we actually program when that's produced in our body. So when we're already having these crazy sleeps all over the place at a deficit for that a deficit for sleep, which is causing more ghrelin. And then we're eating at all different times because maybe we're eating later on the weekends versus going to bed that also programs when ghrelin is released. So you're hungry all the time, right? So it's really important that we set the times that we go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time and try to stick to that 
seven days a week. Now it's not always possible, but it will be so helpful if you can even kind of like stay around it. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely easier said than done, but it's something to even just, if you just start putting things into practice and just start like doing, putting your best effort to kind of just follow as much of a routine as you can, you'll definitely see a difference, even if it's not. Again, we don't strive for perfection. It's just about like putting in effort. I always think about it. I always think about it like going to the gym. It's like you have your plan for the gym. You commit to like five days a week or three days a week to start. You know what I mean? Like, or two days a week or what, like just getting into some and then try to increase it as you go. Mm -hmm. And also if you fall off the wagon one day, does that mean you're going to totally, you know, throw your sleep routine out? Like you would your nutrition or your exercise? No, you're just going to get back on it and keep going. You know what I mean? Like, for sure. So it's kind of like the idea of, of creating, like, I think of it like that. It's a consistency, but the thing is the more you do it, the easier it will become. Right. Cause then your body will actually start to get tired at that time. You'll start to do um, a sleep routine. So setting the time, the other thing to help with a sleep routine is to create an environment that's really good for sleep. So our bodies thrive in cooler rooms. Um, we want our rooms to be cooler to sleep in blackout curtains are key because the light affects our melatonin and our sleep and wake cycles. So if we're sleeping with curtains that have, you know, bright lights on the street that can throw you off also things like sometimes, you know, white noise can be really helpful for some people. If you really struggle with sleeping, I know even like my son, he has a white noise machine and it's like amazing. Cause then if there's cars honking or whatever, it doesn't wake him up. He can't hear it. Um, and one other thing I always like to tell clients and students to do, this is so important, especially in today's day and age where we're so overwhelmed and stressed and our minds are racing. Like so many clients and so many students will say, oh my gosh, my mind races at nighttime. And one of the best things, keep a journal next to your bed and just do a brain dump. So maybe it's a to-do list of all the things that you have to do the next day or coming up that week. Or if you're worried about something or something's playing on your mind, just journal it all out, like get it all out of your head. And honestly, as soon as it's even on paper, then at least you can kind of close that off or it will help to release a lot of the tension that, um, that's building up from it. Okay. So the second S kind of ties into this, what we were just talking about. Well, like I said, they're like a triangle, right? They all feed into each other is stress. Mm stress the biggest s in my opinion <laughs> the biggest yes. like the biggest one in uh, like i can honestly say that i don't know one human who doesn't deal with some sort of stress whether it be you know emotional stress or work related stress or financial stresses or whatever but i don't think i know one human being that cannot say that they have not maybe they're not stressed out all the time but that they don't have some sort of a stressor in their life that's affecting them A hundred percent. And that's where too, like, and then we're not sleeping and then we're more stressed and then we're stressed and then we're not sleeping. You know what I mean? So it kind of becomes this like, I'm like flipping back and forth. Like I'm, I'm someone who, when I'm stressed, I know some people it's like, they stop eating. Like when they're, I'm like the opposite. Like I am like an emotional stress eater and I will eat when I'm stressed out. So it's like, it is, it's totally just this like snowball effect Mm -hmm. that happens over and over and over again in your life until you're able to sort of implement some strategies to be able to alleviate them. And you might not be able to get rid of the stressors. And this is the thing that I've learned is that I can't necessarily change my life or get rid of the stressors altogether. But what I can do is implement things to be able to help at least reduce the impact of those stresses in my life. 
100% because we can't change a lot of circumstances, right? That's like there's, I mean. there's things that we can change in our lives, of course, but there are things that we, that are circumstances that are affecting us, but we get to decide how we think about them. Now, again, that is easier said than done and, and takes work as well. But stress is so important, like, because what ends up happening is when we're stressed, it triggers our body's fight or flight. And now they call it fight, fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. <laughs> Those are four stress responses. But basically we have two systems in our body, right? We have our sympathetic nervous system and we have our parasympathetic. So our sympathetic is like our fight or flight. That's our survival mode. Um, so if something bad happens, we go into our fight or flight. So we're like, okay, we've got to, you know, either fight this off or run away from it. Um, and that's when our body releases all of the hormones that put us into survival mode. So one of them is cortisol. So cortisol is known to be our stress hormone. And it's interesting because cortisol is like, it has so many good things when it comes to fat burning. It's one of the main hormones that's involved in fat burning when it's in proper doses. Right. But the thing is, is when we're dealing with chronic stress with which most of us are, so whether it be bills or kids or work, or just, you know, our own emotions, our cortisol is elevated all the time. And when, and most people, what's ending up happening is our cortisol is elevated because we're stressed. And then we're eating foods that because we're also sleep deprived that are giving us that kick up of energy, which are usually high glycemic, highly processed insulin triggering foods. So then we have elevated insulin at the same time. And when we've elevated insulin, we can't lose weight. And then we have elevated cortisol at the same time as we have elevated insulin. Then we are also producing all this, releasing all this blood sugar to try to give ourselves energy, but it has nowhere to go, which can then lead to insulin resistance. And that's when stuff gets really, really challenging to start to lose weight if you're chronically insulin resistant. So that's kind of, it's like the step before type two diabetes. This is where people are like, I'm doing all the things I used to do and I'm not losing weight. Mm -hmm. And it's because your body doesn't know how to properly use insulin. So when we have cortisol elevated all like elevated all the time, and then we're pairing this with not so great nutrition, or even if our nutrition is great, but cortisol is extra elevated and we're, you know, having all these other uh, hormones that are being triggered. This is where it can be really challenging for your clients or yourself to lose weight. So we have to make sure that we're getting that stress under control because there's just so many things that it causes issues with, but for weight loss, it is so key, especially for women during menopause. So if women are menopausal, they really have to focus on man managing their insulin, but they also really have to manage on, uh, focus on managing their stress. Definitely. So, you know, and like stress is just, it really is. It's, it's the one thing that I find even in my own life that has been sort of like, it's, it's felt like it's just this block that I'm like, okay, before at least I used to think of it as like a block. Like it's like, well, I can't get rid of my stress. So I'm just going to have high cortisol forever and this and that. But then I learned about the third S, which is what we're going to talk about, which helps us to counteract the second S stress. Um, and when I did that, that's when I realized like, okay, I do have a little bit, it's like ammunition against it. Right. Well, and this is just it, right? Like we, our world is different than it used to be. Like before our fight or flight used to happen when we were going to go into, you know, getting attacked by a tiger yes. or going into a famine where like all food was gone. Like 
we didn't have stress, like thinking how many likes do I have on social media or, you know, like working on top of kids on top of all these other things going on. Like there's just so many stressors that we are dealing with now that we never had in history. And most of us like technology is moving so quickly that we can't even keep up with even strategies to try to combat it. Cause it's like, it's constant, constant, constant dopamine hits too, that are coming at us. And we're like, why, why do I feel like I'm addicted to this stuff? It's like a lot of it. Cause we are right. Like mm-hmm. the computer, the TV, the social media, like all of those things the contribute phones. to distress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really it's focusing on things to do to decrease stress. So knowing stress is going to be there, but then also trying not, I always like to think of it. Like you can't look at it as like an or game right? Like it's stress or not stress. It's like mm-hmm. stress and including stress, um, management techniques. You know what I mean? Like it's an and game because if we try to resist all of the stresses in our life, usually all we do is create more stress. <laughs> I was going to say, all it does is just create more stress. Cause you're so, you're so stressed out about being stressed. <laughs> it's yeah. literally like this vicious cycle that you put yourself into. You're like a spin cycle. You're like, I'm so stressed. How can I be stressed? Oh my gosh, this isn't working. And then it, that stresses you out that that's not working for you to reduce the stress or like, yeah, it's just not, it's not going to, it's not going to work in the end. So you have to find alternatives. You can't like, you know, you can't be like, oh, I'm financially stressed out. So I'm going to work an extra job. And now I'm going to be stressed out because I'm working two jobs, right? Like that's the, the thing I mean. And, and so we have to look at different ways to be able to just deal with the stresses that we're that we're dealt sort of in our day-to-day life. Well, and that's where it's, you know, like, it's the same thing. It's the same loop with like nutrition, right? When you're focusing on weight loss, it's like, okay. It's like, if you, you kind of end up in the same spin cycle, if you don't kind of understand that, like, there are going to be days that it's, you're going to be able to do your stress, uh, like your self-care. And there's going to be days that it's not going to be so great. It's like your nutrition, right? There's going to be days that you're totally eating in alignment for your weight loss goals. And then there's going to be days that you don't. And Mm -hmm. if you make the days that you don't mean that you're not going to be successful, that's the only reason you won't be successful. So it's the same Mm -hmm. with stress. It's like implementing these techniques. So that's our third S is Mm self-care. It's implementing these techniques. So you actually have, you know, this toolbox to be able to utilize when stress gets really bad and to do on a day to day. So then it never gets that bad. Right. Like that's why, again, when we talk about coaching tools and in our holistic nutrition, weight loss coach certification, we talk about all these coaching tools because that's what I see them as. It's like, you're wearing like, you know, you're like a carpenter with a tool belt and then you're like, Oh, I need this tool today. Or, Oh, maybe I'm going to use this one, but you've got all the things you need to do the job you need. You just might use different ones on different days. Well, like I said, I mean, I realized that I couldn't change the circumstances when it came to stress. And so it was, it was a game changer when I realized, okay, because I can't change the circumstances, I can change the way that I approach things, which is hundred percent. Right. And that's, and those are the things that are in your control, the things that are out of control. You can't, you can't stress about it. It's out of your control, but when it's in your control, you do have things that you can implement to be able to help reduce it, which will then help decrease stress, which will then in that whole like the cycle effect, it will help you to make better nutrition choices. It'll help you sleep better because you won't be stressed out and all of those things. So they really do go into like this whole cycle together. Well, and I just want to say, so it, 
when I was saying about the stress, it triggers our sympathetic, which is our fight or flight. Self-care triggers our parasympathetic, which is our rest and digest. And that is where, when we're in that system, that's where our body repairs itself. That's where our body nourishes itself. That's where our digestion happens easier. Our blood sugar is balanced. We sleep easier. So it's knowing how to get out of that sympathetic and then tap into the parasympathetic. So these are some things that you can do because self-care is not just about the physical body. It's about the, the emotional and mindset as well. Right. But some easy things that you can do to start to trigger that parasympathetic is very leisurely exercise. So things like walking in nature is amazing because not only are you moving the body, but then also you're getting the benefits of mother nature and being around nature, which have been proven to have calming techniques on the body. Um, you know, nourishing the body with real whole foods and foods that support your nervous system and uh, blood sugar balance and all the things that we teach in our certifications, different things. Like I know one of your favorite amendments is breathing techniques, mm -hmm. like using breath work to start to really physically calm the body. Yeah. And one of my favorite breathing techniques, just to add this in really fast, cause I can teach it in a second is a box breath. And it's if for anyone who is feeling really stressed in a moment, if you do this and I like doing it 10 times over, but you can choose to do it however many times, but it's literally like thinking of it like a box and it's like breathe in for four seconds, hold for four seconds, breathe out for four seconds. So it's like in, hold, out, and then hold. So everything is just like breathing in, hold, breathe out, hold, breathe in, hold. But by doing that, you're calming down your central nervous system, you're relaxing. And I promise you, you will feel a physical difference, like an emotional and a physical difference in yourself. If you do that, like I said, I like doing 10 full box breaths, but it's such a game changer. And it's, it's really just because sometimes when we're stressed, we're doing shallow breaths, right? We're just doing like that, like, like you're not even breathing into your belly. You're not really like taking in oxygen and we're not paying attention to breathing. So this just allows for you to really just be mindful of your breath and really allow it to come into your body. 100%. And again, it's that breath work right there. You're moving into that parasympathetic exactly. also doing things that help produce the hormone oxytocin, which is one of our feel good hormones. So that's any type of intimacy, like hugging your animals, hugging your kids, hugging other people. Sex is amazing for that. <laughs> any type of exercise that is, you know, again, we don't want to be doing things that are super, super intense when we're trying to go into a place of parasympathetic, but like swimming yoga, um, massage therapy, any, anything to do with physical touch is amazing. And then mm -hmm. for the mindset too, of course, meditation, journaling, learning mind management techniques. Like we're not taught how to think we are not taught how to utilize and manage our brains. So getting, to, uh, um, whether it be a mindset coach or learning, getting different journal prompts and things. So you can start to do a mindset practice on the daily will help to be able to navigate through life in a different way, as opposed to feeling like you're constantly reacting to it. You can actually come from a place of you are proactive in your mindset management. So when stress does come up, it doesn't affect you the same way. Mm -hmm. So those are some of our self-care techniques. So those are three, our three S's. It is the triad that has nothing to do with nutrition, but that will support weight loss and could be the things that are holding your clients back or you from reaching your goals. So make sure you're focusing on your sleep. We gave some ideas for that. Um, your stress, 
first of all, and one of the things to stress is really recognizing the areas that are stressing you out. So you know, which areas you need to work on, right? Cause sometimes we just think everything's stressful. And then we're like, when we actually ask, ask ourselves, we're like, wait a second, I'm just really stressed about my career. Or I'm just really stressed that I'm not following my passion or whatever it is. So you can start to do some proactive work on that. And then self-care when it comes to the physical body and the emotional body, and all of these things should be a part of your weight loss coaching plan. Honestly, whether you are coaching <coughs> others or you're coaching yourself. So with that, I want to also make sure you guys know we have holistic weight loss coach week coming up. So if you're loving learning about coaching tools like this and want to learn more about nutrition, weight loss, coaching, um, habits, mindset, all of the things we have holistic weight loss coach week starting May 13th to 17th. You can go to fitchicksacademy.com forward slash coach week to get your free spot. It is five days of coaching and teaching. You're going to be live with me every day. And it's also a sneak peek into behind the scenes of our holistic nutrition, weight loss coach certification that starts on May 30th. So if you've been thinking about getting certified, you want to know more about how, what coaches do and how it all works. And if it's something that you could actually do, then you definitely want to be on that coach week as well. So we'll link it up in the show notes, but I hope to see you guys there. And until then we will see you next week. Bye everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out.